guys and girls, and welcome to episode 44 of the VR Inside podcast. This is a weekly VR, AR, and MR talk show that is live streamed every Saturday on Nathie's YouTube channel. You can tune into the show live at the new times of 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, and 12 midday in Central US. If you missed the live stream, you can catch up with the whole show as I re-upload it to my own YouTube channel every Sunday at Virtual Reality Oasis. Or you can check out the audio-only version, which is available on Google Play Music, iTunes, and on SoundCloud. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback during the show, please put them in the chat, and we'll try to answer as many questions as we can. Now, I hope all our viewers and listeners in the U.S. had an awesome 4th of July. And a message to all my fellow Brits out there. It's coming home. It's coming <laughs> home. Oh, yes, it is. Because we won 2-0 to Sweden today in the World Cup. So if you're a football Sweden. fan, you know, you know what it's all about. So, um, oh, Mike, what does that even mean? What does the coming home even mean? I have no fucking clue. It means it's coming home, Zim. Don't you understand? <laughs> so they're going to host the game in the UK. No, it just means that football's coming home. Everyone's pumped about the World Cup. Maybe England yeah. have got a chance to win it again. Who knows? The, the World it's Cup is definitely hard. coming home, but home ain't England. Oh, shots fired. Ooh. Well, we'll see about that. <laughs> so wait, wait, wait. a bit salty. Does it mean that the actual physical cup, if you win it, you get to then house in your country yeah, yeah, yeah. for the yeah, next year? Yeah, that's what it means. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that's what it means, yeah. You, you probably know more than I do. I'm not even a football fan, but I thought I had to like throw it in there. You know, it's happening. So, uh, if you're new to the show and you're wondering who the hell we are and what this show is all about... Yeah, who the hell are you, Mike? Like, where are you? Exactly. I'm in a new space. Don't be alarmed. I'm not in a prison. Uh, this is my old space. For those of you that have followed the podcast from the beginning and uh, you know followed my channel from the early days, you'll know this space very well. So, this will be like sort of a nostalgic for you. Uh, but yeah, I had to move downstairs because the loft is so freaking hot. It's like unbearable up there. So, I can't do the show from there. Uh, but yeah, let me introduce you to everyone else uh, now that you know who I am. So the question is, have you ever been attacked in VR? Have you ever had your virtual house burgled, maybe? Well, you need to call a detective, and that detective is Nathie. Get him on the case, because this week he's been spending his time solving crimes in the metaverse. <laughs> How you doing, dude? You all right? I, I didn't only like solve mysteries, but I also uh, uh, stayed in the sun for too long, as you can see. A little bit pink. I am a little pink. Do you like it? This is the first time you see color, color in my face. Yeah, Except you're like you're, glare. It's you're weird, actually, right? You're popping out from the, the, the background now. You're not like blending yeah. in anymore. Yeah, no, exactly. that's true. Yeah. So, uh, but it, it doesn't hurt. It's 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 okay. I'm I'm fine. Yeah. Just wait till tomorrow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Next up, this guy. He likes to creep around people's houses whilst ripping bongs and throwing around smelly fish. Maybe this is a case for Detective Nathie to solve. <laughs> is, of course, uh, our resident rowdy guy. How you doing, dude? You all right? It wasn't me. No. <laughs> no uh, indeed. Like, it was, uh, it was a, a fun title. Uh, yeah, I'm doing great, actually. You know, Belgium is for the first time since 1986 reached the finals, uh, the semifinals in the World Cup, beating Brazil, doing better than ever. The entire country exploded uh, yesterday. I, I watched the match together with my Mexican friend and uh, we had such a great time. So yeah, I'm, I'm pretty pumped. Yeah, definitely. So does this mean, does this mean then, Rowdy, that, that the UK and Belgium were becoming head-to-head? -head? They already did. We beat oh, England in the previous match with 1-0 with our B team on nah, the bench. No one cares about football. This is a VR podcast. <laughs> Let's move on. Right, okay. <laughs> we're in the same group, mate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this guy... Loves nothing more than to hunt dinosaurs down on the streets 
in his hometown is, of course, our resident VR Twitch streamer, Zimtok5. How are you doing today, dude? You all right? Great, Mike. Doing great. Um, you know, see, I for me, I thought that, you know, virtual reality, it, its primary application is to get away from people who like football. You know, it's just that generally just get away from those people. Like went out for a haircut today, you know, literally a row of like 10 dudes. Every single dude has their phone out with some kind of football thing on it. And I'm like, I just can't wait to get home uh, and get back to my VR dungeon and, and disappear yeah. from all of this. I literally yeah. know nothing about footy and I'm glad I'll keep it that way. Other than the question I asked you, Mike, but other than that, I'm yeah. good. Thank you. No, I probably know as much as about as you do, to be honest. But I do know about some things, and I'm going to share them with you guys and girls today. And that is, we're going to be talking about the ESL VR League. The Unspoken Tournament was cancelled and then reinstated after a huge community backlash. We're going to be talking about Zero Calibre, a promising-looking military co-op shooter coming soon to PC VR. And then new NVIDIA GPUs are coming soon, so prepare your wallets. We're going to be discussing the rumors about the new graphics cards specifically designed for VR enthusiasts, so stay tuned for that one. But first, let's talk about what everyone's been playing this week, and let's kick it over to Rowdy first to, uh, to talk about what he's been playing. Yeah, like you mentioned in the introduction, I played a, a game called uh, The Hacker Hostel, which is basically from uh, the Silicon Valley. I don't know if anyone watches that, uh, that series. I didn't. Yeah. Uh, so I had no idea exactly what was going to happen, but it, it's a it's a very fun interactive experience. It's more like a um, like the, they did a complete replicate of like the hacker hostel, which also features in the series. I, I looked that up, and you get to interact with all of the, the the persons that are also uh, in the series. Not physically, they're, they're not really there, but it's more like through media devices. So it, it suits the series very well. Like you you get like a smartphone, and they call you in that smartphone. You need to find a part of the code, and you need to do like some some um, uh, some searching around. There's a ton of stuff that is like laying around there that you can do stuff with. Um, like for example, the bong, you can also use uh, the drinks, the beers, you can throw things in a, in a, in a can. It's like, everything is like detachable and you can take it up and, uh, there's, they made an app in there that you can detect. They made like an algorithm, uh, that you can detect whether it's a hot dog or not. It's all very silly kind of stuff. Very funny, good humor, and actually a, a pretty fun experience to mess around with. Yeah. Like some s small mini games in there as well. And, uh, yeah, I had, I had a good, good amount of fun with that one actually. So yeah. is that one a, a free experience? Um, I believe it is a free experience. I downloaded it yeah. from the Oculus Store, uh, but I actually yeah. didn't check the price on there. So uh, I think it is free. I think, it is I think it's experience. Just, it's just a tie-in and promote like the series, right? So yeah, if you're like a it, super it is to fan. promote the series. I'll I'll look it up for you and I'll get back to you on that one. Now. Yeah, sure. But uh, it's a but, it's it's a fun fun little kind of thing to mess around with. Yeah. Yeah, it looked kind of cool, like you said about the the phone calls, because it uses like a full captured video of like these phone calls, and so it looks like you're actually FaceTiming these people, right? Yeah, yeah. So and it you... also they, they say, for example, things like, uh, "Oh, can you turn the phone around so that you can like help me look for it?" So you need to press a button and you need to like scan around the room. Like, no, 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 go to the living room, go to the living room. You need to go to the living room, like, and it feels very fluent how they do that. Like, you know, that yeah. I think they use like like triggers to like make sure that it goes to like the next segment of the video, but it's it's very very well done there's also a very fun part where you find a piece of the code and it's just like oh yeah yeah okay i can see wait wait hold it a bit closer hold a bit closer and you go like okay like i'll hold a bit closer it feels really weird to do that because you're actually talking to like a physical person and it's like okay yeah yeah hold still hold still yeah, yeah yeah okay and he's like writing it over with the saying on the paper it's really well done and uh that is smart well. 
Is it a funny it, game or is it more like you're roaming around rowdy? Is it, is it actually comedic like the show? There, there's like some, like, for example, the, there's a, a certain person who calls you. I forgot his name because I don't follow the series, but he's like, uh, he dialed wrong and he's like basically talking to his phone. So he's like, hey, phone, um, can you remember me where my TED talk is? Um, also, is it normal? There's like no one around here. Like, and then he sees you. Oh, wait, I, I, I think I butt dialed you. And he like presses off and then he, he calls you again and he says like, oh yeah, and all that thing. Oh, I think I butt dialed you. I mean, not literally with my butt. I don't think that's possible. And he seemed like- I know the character. I know the character. Yeah, he's, a, he's like a business. Yeah. I'd like to call him a business analyst guy. And he's yeah, the yeah. most like awkward dude on the show. It's awesome. Yeah, and, and you said, think like, I, I don't think that's possible. And then like, oh yeah, I need to try something. And <laughs> he drops the phone. That, that really cracked me up that one, yeah. I got to try this. So it was called Hacker Hostel, Rowdy? Hacker Hostel. Hacker Hostel huh. inside Silicon Valley. Yeah. Yeah. Because cool. the, the, the TV show is Silicon Valley, right? Yeah. Yep. Index, exactly. Do you know if the TV show is on Netflix, uh, Zim? Ooh, I Not don't sure. know. Um, Not sure. It's on Amazon Prime. It's oh, HBO. right. Okay. <laughs> HBO. Oh, right. It's an HBO show. Yeah. Okay, cool. That, cool. that sounded like you were advertising it in a way. Yeah. <laughs> this show was sponsored It wasn't, by, by the way, but it did sound like that. Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, come on, Zim. What, what have you been playing this week? I think the main one, uh, as per your wonderful introduction there, Mike, uh, host of all hosts, um, was Jurassic World Alive, or JWA, which is a direct competitor to Pokemon Go, and it's an AR game. Um, mm -hmm. I think that the, the actual game itself is pretty simple, very similar. It's based on Google Maps. Uh, it says that from the from the title screen. So they kind of we talked about this, I think, back in January or February yeah, or something. Did. And yeah. I didn't even know it was out. And I think it was out from when it was out in June. So during my travels, I kind of I missed it. And then one of my audiences is like, have you not checked out JWA yet? So I tried it. And um, the basic premise is there's dinosaurs about you see them. They're kind of mixed around on the map. There's supply drops in the same way of Pokestops and Pokemon Go. So very similar game, very easy to kind of get into. Uh, but the they kind of brought it really forward. So you've got dinosaurs around and the, the way you capture a dinosaur, clearly is not with a Pokeball, it's with a drone that you launch and then the drone is launching tra uh, tranquilizer darts equivalently or syringes at the dinosaur. So it's a, it's a skill-based, like they're running, like there's a node going like this. You have to kind of trace it, lead the shot, and then the thing hits, and it'll hit like either the bullseye in the center and do like 10 damage or five if you get in the outside circle or none if you miss the guy completely. And he's kind of trying to take a run after you shoot him the first time. Then you're on a timer for, let's say, 20 seconds to kind of get as much DNA sample as you can. And then that translates into the character. So the base game is a bit like a rough version of Pokemon Go. But the part right. that really impressed me was the AR. The AR is definitely better than Pokemon Go. And, and the coolest feature is that uh, just like some of the other AR games that we've talked about and covered here, things like Smash Tanks, you can scale the dinosaurs that you capture. And this is the important part that drives you in the game is you, un you basically get enough DNA, then you can kind of create a dinosaur kind of Jurassic Park wise. And then once you put it into an AR environment, it uses the AR plus from Apple's AR kit and you can you can actually it'll actually show you on a, on a scaling size what is a hundred percent. So you can actually right. put a life size dinosaur in a street or in your back garden or whatever. Take photos yeah. with it. You can also walk around it and inspect it. I mean, it's really like a jaw dropper. I showed it to my kids, and it's like, wow, it's, it's like, is that real? That's what my yeah. daughter asked me. Uh, it's it's really well done. Like the texture level isn't great, but the shadow effects that they have and the terrain sensing 
uh, yeah. again, probably from Apple's AR kit, um, are better than Pokemon Go. And seeing the dinosaurs kind of in, in, in real life that way, it certainly drives me to want to go collect more of them and just kind of see what they each look like. So I'm right. really enjoying so I saw, that. I saw some of the pictures you posted on Twitter and it looked really impressive, you know, and I, I haven't even tried it myself yet. And it's kind of, after seeing those pictures, I'm like, okay, maybe I need to check this out because it looks kind of cool. I'd say it's I'd say it's a mandatory download just for the AR piece. And there are certain phones that won't support it, but I'm on an, yeah. um, I'm on kind of a 6S Plus on, in the Apple side. So, uh, you know, yeah. anywhere from a couple of years ago forward on phones, I think it'll work. Um, so have you encountered like little groups of uh, crazy people dinosaur hunting like like the people did with pokemon not not yet um, no. but one of the benefits is that you can do uh live battles against other players so that's okay. that's one of the cool things but the thing i don't like about the app is that it's a lot more pushy in terms of oh sign up to this subscription for like a 10 or a month and you'll get all these bonus features and you'll have right. advantages over other players so that's the kind right. of stuff that i don't like in game design in general when you do yeah. the freemium model you should really have it somewhere where it kind of eases your experience at some stage, perhaps, doesn't really offset you against other players, uh, but maybe scratches a niche that you need. Like, you know, oh, I'm too lazy to go collect Pokeballs, so I'll just buy them. You know, like, I think that's a, a decent freemium model. Um, cool. And then the other thing I did yesterday was kind of went through my whole uh, Steam library because I'm, I'm ready to kind of reformat my PC and wipe everything. So at the moment, I've got about 300 VR games installed. And so we, we did a what still runs on the Rift and went back and, and did a whole bunch of old stuff. Like the one that I wish uh, would still work, uh, which um, which is an ancient game now, it was out in 2014, is called Ah for the Oculus, which is a game right. where you're, you're falling and there's a bunch of blocks and glass panes that you have to smash through as you're vertically descending, which unfortunately today does not work with the Rift. But uh, we oh. tested that and a whole bunch of other things, like a favorite of mine called Spermination, where you need to get a woman pregnant uh, in, in first person. <laughs> wow. So there you go. Wow always delivering us the cutting edge stuff dude <laughs> uh, so quick question because I'm, I'm sure others will be intrigued as well like uh, any update on your go that was sunburnt a bit like I'm, yeah i'm i'm gonna hold until i've got a kind of end-to-end -end story to give mike um okay, cool. Fair so enough. I, I i will give an update probably on the next show i'd say fair enough so other than playing with the sun nathy what have you been playing with dude <laughs> That was perfect. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, okay. Actually, uh, yeah, um, I'm a bit confused now. So first of all, I want to thank Zim for pushing the boundaries on, on the, you know, uh, the barn side of things as well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, Nathan, what have you been playing this week? Yeah. <laughs> well, nothing special. No, but uh, um, so, so I played a few old stuff. Uh, you know, I played, uh, uh, I played uh, L.A. Noire. I also mm. uh, checked out Killing Floor uh, with Mike again because we yeah. felt like we had to play something, well, co-op. And uh, surprisingly enough, when we were searching for co-op uh, VR games, we are still surprised that the list is quite short. You know, it's not very... Let's say there is a long list, but it's usually lots of zombie games, lots of this, lots of that. But specific genres are still rare, you know, to play mm. together with friends. Um, but we did have fun, right? I mean, we played the yeah, left, uh, level of uh, Killing Floor. And in my opinion, uh, Killing Floor is, is still one of the top-notch VR zombie games out there. And also yeah. because you can play the campaign with your friends or, or alone. It's, it's up to you. Um, yeah. not, not friends, just one friend. It's like a, uh, just, just a, a standard co-op. 
And uh, yeah, L.A. Noire, sure. I was surprised about that one. I mean, uh, it's a shame I've never played it uh, before, but when it came out, I was super busy, didn't have time to check it out. But for a title that has not been built from the ground up for VR, it has very nice mechanics. It, it works. And I feel like this could also be implemented in, let's say, a GTA or... So... I think that Rockstar did a great job on that one. Like the combat is very satisfying. The only thing that is strange about uh, L.A. Noire is the fact that, as you may know, if you played the pancake version, you have a lot of cutscenes, right? So it, it just switches between that all the time. So you, you fade to black, then you are in a different uh, uh, location again. Uh, you can't uh, climb ladders. You can't really like interact with everything around you. But overall, it's solid, and it's the driving as well. Like the driving is is one of the best uh, uh, you can have in VR for an open world game such as like La Noire. So, it's a quick question: If you had the choice, would you rather have GTA or Red Dead Redemption in VR? I mean, Red Red Dead Redemption is a third person game, but let's say if they made that first person like a online Wild West open world game in VR, I'm, I'm totally down for that. I mean, GTA is nice, but having yeah. a Wild West uh, experience online with other VR players? Yeah. Dude, seriously, I'm, that, that's... I'm answering that question as well, Mike. My answer um, is Vice City. That's my answer. Oh, oh, oh of course. Of and course. then going to that dance club, man. Yeah, yeah. Going to that one just, dance just, club just with the... Making it rain in there. That's oh. what you want to do. Yeah. <laughs> you get it. And then, and then we're it. going to a concert of Law Fist, man. Like, we, we have to do Oh, it. man. Law <laughs> Fist. Law Fist is Woo! so good. Law Fist, best rock band ever, man. Quick but, question. Uh, Did anyone else rip the MP3 tracks out from the game and then listen to them? Like, you know, you have all the radio stations and stuff. Because that was like some awesome oh. listening. It was. I, but then again, I was just playing the game so much. I was just driving around for hours just <laughs> listening to the music. I, I can remember like the first mission, you always jumped on like the, the, the scooter and then you heard like Michael Jackson, you know, that was always the first song you heard. Um, man, like that, that's that's a legendary game. But yes, GTA, L.A. Noir, or whatever game they're going to bring out, I'm, I'm totally down to play that in VR. And if that's an experience, let's say we like an experience would be nice that has been built from the ground up for VR. But let's say like VR support is going to be even better because in L.A. Noir, it's already pretty good for, you know, Being a, a VR support. The yeah, thing I missed yeah. in that, though, Nathy, I'd say, is when you start off, there's some gun combat in a bank robbery scene. It's, like, really good. And I was yeah. like, yes. And then they don't give you any more of that. And no, it's no, like, no. please. Yeah. No, well, not at all in the whole game? No, uh, there's, like, no, no. They, just, they just, like, tease you with it at the beginning, which is a really oh, cool sequence where you're running between yeah. cars and then you have a shotgun and there's cops flooding a bank. Oh, it's really good. It's almost man. like payday done better. Wow. And then... Yeah. And then you don't get any more of that. And I was yeah. like, but but like what you said, Nathy, I mean, immediately your your taste buds go, I just want some GTA action, please, Rockstar. And the thing is, guys, yeah. I, I have a feeling that they're building that. And they're building that in my city. That's in Edinburgh that uh, Rockstar North works on on that project. So yeah, just you know. just the concept of like getting in the car, getting out of the car, driving mm. wherever you want to go, mm. that, that kind of like freedom to have that in virtual reality. That I think that is like really awesome. That is what makes GTA for me so awesome. Like that that total freedom to do whatever you want. Uh, if you mm. want to take a, a silly girl's bike and go up until the top of the hill, then jump off there with your with your with your bike and open your parachute. You can do that, you know. And to, to do that kind of stuff in virtual reality is challenging, 
to to do it but it would be so awesome especially if it's online like gta online is is seriously yeah. the best of the best like I, I i like single player gta but having an online open world is just crazy it works so well i had so much fun i clocked so many hours in gta online uh, but we should buy zim like a ladder so he can like peek through the windows <laughs> and tell us more we should just like you should stream from the spot and show us like the screens what they are working on and then we just, and then we just commented ourselves you know um, good plan good plan one more thing i see people in the chat asking why mike is moving in like a charlie chaplin uh way it's because like he he moved to his old spot and the internet isn't that great there so that's true uh, so hopefully, hopefully you can still hear me okay that's yeah, the main no, it's fine it's just you moving like you're doing the robot as long as you can hear me okay that's okay but um so i'll, I'll talk about the game that i played this week and because in last week's show i mentioned that uh, contagion vr outbreak had been released in early access on steam uh. And a few of the viewers in the chat mentioned that they had problems with the early access game and said that, you know, I should check it out and maybe give you my thoughts in this week's show. So yesterday I planned to play the game and do like a full recording and a nice video gameplay uh, video. But um, oh no! this time around, uh, the game basically starts off in the garage, like a couple of people mentioned. And then you kind of uh, do a walk up to your apartment, which takes about five minutes. And that's where the previous demo started. So... A lot of people really liked the previous demo, and I was a, a really big fan of it. And I know you guys enjoyed it as well, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it was I never very got polished. To play it, but... <laughs> okay, it, it was very polished. It, it set the atmosphere spot on, uh, and it was had some really cool jump scares in it, and uh, a really clever way of telling the story through mobile phone uh, calls with your girlfriend. So uh, I played through it, played about half an hour, got through the apartment, and then went outside, and then had a complete game crash. Um, and then I was like, okay, I'll just restart the game. This is a bit weird. And then the game has no save features. So you basically start oh, from no. the beginning again. Yeah. So I started the beginning again, did another half hour and same thing happened again, full game crash. So I was like, okay, I literally can't play this game. And then I recorded the, uh, the footage that I did record and then I played it back. And then I compared it to the previous gameplay I'd recorded uh, of the demo like five months ago. And actually the, the original demo runs better than the early access game released now. So there's a part, there's an iconic part in the demo where like a, a zombie smashes through the door as you try and leave. And it's a police officer, right? Yeah. It was really, really cool scene, really spooky, really like gets the heart racing and scared the crap out of me the first time I did it. This time, obviously, I was expecting it to happen, but they've changed the character model to something else. And the character model was just glitching in the doorway, just like shaking violently. And I was like, what the heck is this? They've totally just screwed up the demo. Oh. Um, so right now, uh, you know, I can't recommend you go and, and pick up the game in its current state. Uh, you know, I know the game's in early access and I know the devs are really passionate about the game. And I do think they have something special here. But I just think right now, I wouldn't recommend you go and spend your money on it because literally there's no save points. There's only one level, so once you've completed the first level, there's no more. Oh, is... um, there isn't any multiplayer, so I know they're working on that kind of stuff in the future, but I think right now I would save your cash, wait until the bugs get ironed out, and then some people start playing it again, and then sort of start reporting that the game's good again. And, you know, I'm willing to give it a second look once they've fixed it all, because I, I do think the game has potential, mm. but I would just say right now I would stay clear of it. And, and on that point, Mike, um, I think there's there was a, there was an update about a year ago that Steam introduced where the reviews um, looked at kind of overall time and then a rolling window of reviews. And that really helps, I think, when developers do listen to feedback, incorporate something in their game, and then it kind of goes from, say, amber to green again, 
yeah. and people can, you know, it's highly rated and, and all that. And, and so that's the same thing. I wish we had that if yeah. Oculus is listening in yeah. Oculus Home, because it's a really important feature to say that, you know, a game is not fixed in time uh, unless the dev releases it and just takes their hands yeah. off. Most devs, you know, update and patch and release yeah. new content. That's my question actually I had for you, Mike, because with you and Nathie having played Killing Floor, um, what did you guys do? Because uh, I'm really confused. Are there multiple Killing Floors out at this stage or is it just the one that's had several content releases? So so Killing Floor Incursion has like four missions in it, mm-hmm. um, but I hadn't finished the last one. Uh, so we played through the second to last and the final mission together uh, just for fun more than anything else. Because like Nathie said, we tried to play some other games like uh, Ark Park, for example, mm-hmm. but the, uh, the co-op play was broken, so we couldn't actually play together. Um, so that's what we ended up playing together okay. in the end. Uh, one for you guys in the future, if you're ever interested, there's a really good game that is super hidden and you will not find it on your own, which is Dead Effect 2 VR. Right, right, right. Amazing, I never played it. But yeah, literally you have point. to like beat the tutorial yeah. and the All first right. like two missions to unlock like a hidden like hub that then allows you to connect to your friends. But that multiplayer right. is like oh. amazing. Yeah. Really, okay. really good. Cool. Yeah. The the interesting thing about like uh, Contagion as well is that like there was a lot of vocal people from the community saying, oh, you know, it's early access. You're being like overly critical of it. Yeah. I was like, yeah, there's uh, there's early access and there's a broken game. Like the game mm. is broken. I've never actually encountered like a proper full VR game crash before, and yeah. and to a point where I couldn't go back to where I left off. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I... there's a big difference. I don't know, like early early access for a part sounds like a cloud had a name. Like it needs to be more defined uh, in a mm-hmm. way because I it's not like Con- Contagion is of course like a legit early access title, but there are also devs out there that abuse this to just yeah. then, uh, keep it broken for as long as they can, and then it's like out of early access, out of nowhere, and you're like, but it's still broken. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, and, and it's just weird. I mean, I, I talked about Contagion last week and I already had the feeling this was going to happen. Um, but it's also a small team, so it's going to take a while before they, you know, get all the bugs out of the uh, yeah. game. But just early access is kind of, I don't know about you guys, but it's, I don't know what to it's think difficult. of early access it's, in the first place. It's just a difficult term because, you know, it's... it's Sometimes it has a negative it. vibe, you know? Yeah. yeah, I think it totally does in this game because I think now people that have bought it it kind of damages the game's reputation you know yeah. and it's going to really have to turn it around the developers are really going to have to turn it around to to make players trust them again i think right yeah, now sure. even though they i know they say a lot of these things like it's an early access game it's an early access game things are going to be broken something's going to work but still like just don't buy it right now is all i'd say okay so um let's move I looked up uh, sure. the silicon valley uh app it's indeed free to download okay yeah. cool nice one thanks for the update dude so uh, let's move on to some quick news. So this week, uh, Kiss Me First is now available on Netflix. So on previous episodes of the show, we've talked about some cool VR TV shows to check out. Uh, that included like Black Mirror and Kiss Me First, both of which are made by Channel 4 here in the UK. But if you're in the US, now you're in luck because Kiss Me First is now available on Netflix. Ah. So uh, it's That's a nice. show that follows the story of Layla, who is a lonely girl whose mother has just sadly died. And she's all alone at home, and she turns to exploring Azana, which is a virtual reality world. And she discovers a hidden area in the Azana sort of world, uh, and it contains a small group of people called Red Pill, which kind of accept her and sort of befriend her and sort of look after her. But then things start to take a, a sinister turn, and the show has some really sort of like dark overtones and also some nudity just sort of as a, as a warning. 
No wonder oh. Zim likes it so much. Um, but, <laughs> I do. I like the show. So, so you can check it out on Netflix right now if you're in the US. A lot of people have been uh, really enjoying the show. I've got like the, the final half of the final episode to watch, so I don't know the ending yeah. just yet. Uh, but so far, I've really enjoyed it. Um, but whilst I'm on the subject of Channel 4 as well, they recently launched uh, an app uh, called Channel 4 VR here in the UK, and it's available on Oculus Go, Rift, and Viveport. Mm. And they released their first VR documentary uh, all about Grenfell Tower, which, um, for those that don't know, is like a tragic event that happened in London where a tower block caught fire. Many, many people lost their lives. It was a real sort of tragic event here in London. And uh, they made like a really powerful and emotional documentary showing the accounts from families that lived in the block, uh, explaining what life was like before the event and then how it impacted their lives. And it was just a really uh, great way to sort of feel connected to the um, sort of what they were saying and the story. And it was really, really impactful, really emotional as well. It got me sort of quite choked up. Uh, and it, it's way more impactful than watching a documentary on a TV screen, you know, mm -hmm. because you're actually in the rooms, you know, seeing where they lived, the kind of layout of their environments, the view from the window, that you hear the sounds of the, the other sort of uh, voices in the in the building. Yep. And it's very, very impactful. So if, if, you, if you get a chance and you're interested in the story, go and check that out. Yep. But also I just wanted to sort of praise Channel 4 for being one of the first broadcasters in the UK to really push VR and this kind of medium. <laughs> Because they, um, they're also going to be showing off like the Great British Bake Off, uh, Gogglebox, Ooh. and also SAS Who oh Dares Wins. The Bake Off in VR. That's exactly. like, we're going to have a lot of new users, people. I, yeah. I don't know <laughs> what level users those are going to be, but at least we're getting some new users. Exactly. And you can do this on the go as well. So okay. this is a great a device to consume so that kind of content. About Kiss Me First, is this like available on Netflix everywhere or just in the UK? Because I. Oh, just in the US. Like, if you're so, it's only available in the US. I know. Uh, if, if you're in the UK, if you're in the UK, you can watch it still yeah. on Channel Four Catch Up. If you're in the rest of Europe, you Mike, well, you you kind of have to wait a little. Mike while. Mike is just waiting for that anticlimactic moment to to happen. Yeah. You know, just at the end. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Anyway, guys, let, let me know. Let us know in the comments below uh, or like the chat um, if you have watched any of Kiss Me First or any like VR stuff. You know, like channel four things did you watch like any nice 360 or something like that like let us know i see i see eric, already saying, uh, eric hardly is saying now i want an interactive great british bake-off vr game be pretty yeah. awesome. simulator we need a simulator that's what, it what, what, what we need is that nauseous rift smelling device <laughs> so we can smell all the delicious cake oh yes <laughs> I, yeah, that would like be that. a much better you know application for that device as and the thoughts. only person here i think who's tried the nauseous <laughs> rift I yeah. can attest to the fact that it is a, the device functions as stated. Okay. Yeah, exactly. If you don't know about the Nauseous Rift, just quickly go in there. It was like a, a, a funny device made by South Park uh, devs that basically you put a mask over your nose and you could smell how, how farts is in real time. N-O-S-U-L-O-S. Nauseous Rift, yeah. Also, a quick update. Just on the Grenfell Tower experience, a while ago, there were two different, or one evolved, 9-11 experience where you were in the building as planes crashed and there were you know there was smoke in the hallways and you had to navigate it and i found that to be quite impactful at the time as well i think totally. that's quite old i'm not yeah. sure it's still available so um yeah and i think i think these events you know we can learn so much for them and i think for education purposes you know that you could if you had a, a school that was showing their their sort of um, pupils this you know in a lesson 
they would remember it so much more vividly than just learning it from a textbook or watching a, a, a TV program about it. You know, you really feel like a connection of being there. So it's, it's but this must important. be a logistical issue for educators, right? Because even if think about this, Mike, so I'm administering a school, I have a classroom of 30 kids uh, I, or, or adults, right? Maybe it's a community college and, and I've got those headsets. Yeah. I still have to individually install across 30 headsets, any single you, piece you, of software. There's no central management. You do, that. although I think for Gear VR, from what I understand, uh, Virtual Umbrella do a lot of events with multiple headsets. And I know that they do have a way of triggering a movie to be played simultaneously with multiple headsets. But I'm not quite sure how that works. But if you're interested, I can always find out. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, I just checked my Netflix, and and uh, Kiss Me First is is available in the Netherlands. And if it's available in this small ass country, then it should be everywhere. Okay. Funnily enough, it's not on Netflix in the UK. It's only available on Channel Four in the UK. <laughs> Finally, we have something you don't have. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Although you don't have a World Cup, so you know, just saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I'm anyway, out of here. I'm out of here. Uh, anyway, so just saying, um, so moving <laughs> on to some other VR uh, awesome sort of media content, and that is Ready Player One, the movie. So for those of you that have been living under a rock, Ready Player One is, is come out this week in the US uh, as a digital download only. So you can buy it through iTunes and Amazon Prime right now. Uh, it came out on the 3rd of July. Uh, but if you want the 4K version or the 3D Blu-ray, then if you're in the US, you have to wait until the 24th of July. But here in the UK and Europe, we have to wait a little bit longer, of course. Uh, so the digital release, DVD, 4K and 3D release in the UK and Europe will be on the 6th of August. Or so we've got like another month to wait. Or there's there's one more option. As far as I know, you can watch the movie for free on the Oasis beta if you if you uh, download Vivepart. As far as I know, I'm wow. not entirely sure. Are you You can watch it there, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's really cool. I don't I'll, know. I'll de- I don't know. I think it's free. And if not... Then you need to pay for it, but you can still watch it in the Oasis there. I think oh, wow. it's free, but if it's not, I think you have to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did I just say that? Brilliant. Hey, so yeah. Maybe, maybe Rowdy can have it's a little hot in here. I mean, yeah, we're all really warm. <laughs> we're, really, we're losing our minds. That's my best quote ever. I love yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, moving on from Ready Player One to a game that released this week called 18 Floors. Like, I don't know if you guys have heard about this. Um, So it popped out out of nowhere. I wasn't even aware of the game, but it came out for Oculus Rift. Uh, It was on Steam and it's available on PSVR as well. So I was like, okay, I'm intrigued by this game. I thought I'd check it out. And basically to describe it, it's like a spooky themed escape room series where, as the title suggests, there's like 18 floors each floor houses an escape room and they all sort of, I'd imagine, get difficult as you sort of progress them. So I was like, okay, I'll check this out. Tried out the first one. I was really impressed with like the detailed environments and the puzzles were really challenging. And even for the very first floor, like I thought, wow, this is pretty hard, even, you know, uh, for an escape room. And then I was thinking, wow, 18 floors of all this content, you know, we're going to be in for a really long game here. It's going to get really challenging. People are going to get really into it if they like escape rooms. Oh, no. And then I find out that the game only has two floors. What? Yes. That's where it ends. Or is that just... uh... No, that's where it ends. So you go to the third floor and it says to be continued. (laughs) To be continued. And the worst thing is the game is called 18 floors. And it says nowhere in the description that there is only two floors. And it doesn't say it's released in early access either. So it's released as a full game, but only has two floors. And I just think, like, what is going on? Like, this week, I feel like I've been gone, done nothing but sort of had to go out of my way to tell people not to buy games. 
And I think yeah. this is another one. It's just like, what is going on? Stop lying to us. Be clear <laughs> in the description what the hell is going what on with this game. Though? And yeah, of course it's, it's fun. Like, and if you, if you, if you, if you like escape rooms, you will love it, but it's very misleading. Yeah. And, and is there very a reason then why it's called 18 floors? Like why, why not use like 15 or 10 or like, what is yeah. the reason for 18? Because in, the in the lift, it has 18 floors that you are supposed to navigate to and experience them, but they're just saying that the other floors are coming soon, but they've given no time scale for when to The the, the number 18 is just an arbitrary number that they say, okay, we're going to make eventually 18. If I just find like a, like I would expect like a round number or like 10 or like 20 or like, but 18 is such a weird. It sounds like, it sounds like they didn't even make all the floors. Like maybe Mm. they only made two, maybe they have like two more waiting, but they, they were like, okay, uh, so, but then why do you pick 18? I, I do mm-hmm. like the number 18. It kind of fits 18. I think their plan is to have 18, um, but they just haven't yeah, made it's it gonna t- Like, are you going to seriously yeah. wait until they add another floor and then maybe yeah. three months later, oh, we finally have a new floor. Oh, my elevator is so stuck. But now I can finally exactly. go up again. Like, that's so this, like, or add them all or just yeah. don't make a game with 18 yeah. floors. Exactly. So I got this information from steam like the community posts because uh, uh, a user over there oh, called dark steam rose too. yeah it is yeah so um a user called dark rose passions he said that he had found this like uh third floor coming soon thing and posted a picture of it so it was legit uh, but i plan to cover the game sometime in the week just to kind of give my full thoughts on it and whether it's worth your time and money or not but um yeah it kind of feels weird like it's been a, a weird week with like first it was jurassic island with the oculus go that was awful then it was contagion and now this Right. You're you're quite harpsichordy, Mike. Just so you yeah. know. Oh, okay. Getting we're, that's why we're we're staying quiet so other people can understand did, you. Did we ever tell you guys that Mike is actually a reptilian that that communicates with aliens? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Sometimes it, he does. Like right now, he just transformed into his actual farm. So can you guys hear me? Okay, now. Sometimes yeah. it it comes and goes. But um, the thing I was going to say, Mike, is that I've got a, a big bugbear of one company who also t- undertook a too widely scoped VR project. And that is American Truck Simulator, where right, they came yeah, out yeah, with yeah. two of the 50 states. And they're like, we're going to make all of them. And, you know, at, uh, at EGX Res that we were at earlier this year, they said they're now at like five states with one not yet released. They're like, we're still going to make all 50. It's like, it's been three years. You've made five. Do the projection work. Do you really have like... I'm just going to use the word $18 million to fund this project because if you don't, all those salaries that are going to be paid for over the next 12 years of development, I very much doubt you're going to make it to the end. Uh, that's, that, that's the problem I kind of have with this game now because I haven't checked it out. I'm, I'm surprised that this, well. this is like a thing. Um, but it's kind of like, like as a player, if you buy this, there is no guarantee you are going to get all these levels. So it could be, or they are going to do it, but in what time span they didn't like release a roadmap of how long this is going to take. So you're kind of like left in the dark or they are just scamming you by doing a very smart trick, uh, giving you false hope by saying to be continued. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. exactly. um, An interesting thread earlier about, you know, early access. And I think, you know, we, as modern gamers, you run across this point that the game that I play and the game that Mike plays or Nathie plays or Rowdy plays might be totally Mm. different because we're time phased, you know? So for Mm. instance, Mike, you might play the two floor version. 
I might play the sixth floor version, you know, and you'll never yeah. probably go back and find the time to kind of go play it again, even if it's improved. No. Oh. No, that's right. That's right. At least, or, so that, or if they just gave you a date, like, listen, we have now six floors ready. They're coming out like next month. Yeah. Fine. But you're not going to wait for three months for something to get updated. So, yeah. So, yeah, we would say stay away from that one for now. Beware. You guys can hear yeah. me okay now? Yeah, you're all good. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> I'll give okay. you the nose again, Mike. In case, okay, thank uh, you. There's a problem. Keep an eye. Yeah. So, moving on next, a very quick update, and that is uh, Seeking Dawn. Uh, a lot of people are very excited about this title, understandably, because they released some very nice trailers with some gorgeous graphics and some nice gunplay. Uh, but unfortunately, you know, we, we're just saying just be careful with this one. A bit like the games that we've just mentioned. Just don't throw your money down on a pre-order. Wait till the reviews come out. It's going to be coming out of the embargo uh, next week, and we can talk about it more and give you our thoughts. And we'll probably talk about it in more detail on next week's episode as well. So... If you are super interested, the game is coming out on Steam on the 12th of July. It's going to be 40 US dollars, so it's going to be an expensive yeah. game. Wow. Yeah. Uh, which is about 30 quid here in the UK. Uh, but we're just saying there's been some weird stuff that concerns us behind the scenes, put it that way, uh, to just be wary of it. So we'll go into more detail about that next week. It but looks it was just to give you gorgeous, uh, though. I mean, it it, does. if you look at the trailer, it, it looks absolutely gorgeous. Because I'm it's playing like the trailer the, right now as well, and uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's one of the yeah. better looking games that I've seen in virtual. It reminds me a little bit of Lone Echo, but um, yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah. It looks it looks yeah. nice. The visuals are like top notch, at least of what they are the, showing. The thing, but though, that that really bugs me in this one is that uh, there's like HUD everywhere. HUD, yes. As, yeah. I I mean, I exactly. understand. I mean, I don't really mind like the helmet HUD that much yet because you're wearing a helmet. But I don't like it that when you're shooting things that like, like things like, like pop out, like numbers are everywhere. And like, I, I really don't, I hope that you can turn it off in like a settings menu. But I don't like it when I'm shooting something, unless it's like Borderlands or something, where, because it like fits with the art style. Oh, this, because it feels much more realistic. It's like a beautiful art style, isn't that? Like all the numbers on the screen, I don't need to see the levels of the enemies that I'm encountering. And like, if I die, I die. And I, I know that for next time. I really hope that there's an option to turn that off. But even even turning off a helmet would be nice because why would yeah. you wear a helmet if you like yeah that's just just like giving giving the game like less field of view in the end. I actually I have to say so for Farpoint for um uh Robinson the Journey and there's a few other titles I think Lone Echo as well where they have kind of a very light like almost like there's lines engraved into the glass uh... like space helmet um it i think it's okay but but anything more than that it just i agree wholeheartedly with rowdy like the le the less like stuff that you can put up in my display like just get wiser with how you communicate with the with the player i i, I need a an ability to turn that stuff off just just know? get used to it like soon we're having ads in vr all the time like oh, that it's gonna happen. <laughs> unless it's done in such a way that i that i think it's really well done then it, but from looking at the video already, and especially from like a content creator perspective, it, it is not fun to do that. Like, I really don't uh, like it when I see like, you know, numbers popping up the entire time. Like worst case scenario, playing it with a riff, then record it with that HUD, having like a left part of your screen, uh, things yeah. like that. That's gonna be like, yeah. I, I think I'm just gonna play it with the Vive uh, because I, I just wanna be sure it records nicely. 
Yeah. yeah, you should. We we all know like that the rift is an issue to record with, you know. And I know that Rowdy mentioned it again this week in a Q and A Q&A with his his fans as well. Like the reason why he chooses to record with a vibe over a rift, yeah. and it's kind of one of those things that you know it's been like what over a year and a half now we've been trying to solve this problem, and yet it still continues to bother us. And it's just mm. like, you know, it's about time. But you never know. We might get some news and they might fix it and actually yeah. take us seriously. <laughs> Who knows? I'm not sure if our like like listeners understand what we are talking about here, but let let me give you a quick example. I made a Spider-Man uh, video of like uh, like the Spider-Man uh, experience from the movie, and I was looking into Spider-Man's eyes, but on my video, I'm looking at his crutch, and people are asking me, "Why are you looking at his crutch?" No, I was looking <laughs> into his eyes, but for some reason. When I record it, the capture is different. <laughs> so that's the problem. We are looking at things you don't see in the video. Yeah. What, what you're saying is you were just looking at his crotch. Don't don't be no. don't be trying yeah. to. So I, I, I made up this whole problem. Yeah. 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 Just, just to kind of like hide my. Yeah. No, no, fake, no, no. Fake news. Fake news. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So moving on, we're going to be talking about the uh, PSN mid-year sale so this year this summer uh, the steam sale has now come to an end so pcvr owners can sort of put their wallets away but now it's time for the psvr owners to bring their wallets out and uh, the psn are launching a mid-year sale so like some of the games are discounted up to 60 percent on some t- titles so uh, you also if you're a psn uh, playstation plus member you get an additional 10 percent off as well so here are some of the best games that are discounted in the sale We've got Wipeout, which is 25% off. Uh, Arizona Sunshine, 50% off. Until Dawn, 20%, 25% off. Uh, Doom VFR, 40% off. Invisible Hours, 33% off. Skyrim, 40, 40% off. Uh, Sprint Vector, 30% off. And Farpoint, 15% off. So they're kind of like the picks of the bunch. Um, and we've got some really nice discount there, especially for like Skyrim, where it's like a game that you could play forever pretty much. My 40% God. off, that's pretty decent, I think. Yeah. So, uh, Any discounts on like the hardware too? or uh... Not that I'm aware of, just software. I think Still pretty now, cheap so. already. So yeah, I, I, I don't think they can get much more of that. <laughs> no. I don't know. No. I don't know. Maybe some new so, controllers would be nice. That, that's I'm really what I'm asking for. I'm really but. keen to see how Wipeout's doing, actually, in terms of the multiplayer base, because oh, one yeah. of the things that, you know, we were talking about it last last episode, uh, but the, the fact that, like, multiplayer arenas tend to dry up, um, I, I get a feeling that the tail on that on PlayStation is quite a bit longer because of the wider player base. Yeah, yeah Even small, like, rubbishy games, I hate to say that, but... I've gone into, they've had, you know, single or just into the double digit numbers of people on there playing away together. So it's definitely a good platform for multiplayer and mm-hmm. Wipeout yeah. is a great game. Yeah, the chat uh, is saying the same things and uh, a lot of people are saying like uh, Wipeout, uh, for example, Eric is saying it, uh, Wipeout is the one that I would jump on first. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Skyrim for me, uh, for those who don't know it, after 660 different VR games, Skyrim still for me has not, having not played it before, uh, Skyrim is, is my all-time favorite VR game. Yeah. It's a, as you said, Mike, I mean, I'm 80 hours in, and I think I could probably put another 400 into that game. It's stupid. It's, it's so so as Rowdy mentioned in the chat, like, let us know what the best game is you picked up at, like, the Steam Summer Sale and what game you are going to pick up from the PlayStation one. Uh, let us yeah. know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So moving on, we're going to be talking about the ESL uh, League. So as we know, uh, this year, ESL relaunched the competitive VR esports partnership with Oculus. 
as the VR League, uh, which offers support offers and supports competition for games such as Onward, The Unspoken, Echo Arena, Echo Combat, and also Sprint Vector. So at its core, it's like a community-driven league, um, and we've got this sort of like really small, passionate community of VR enthusiasts that want to play competitively together. And they've put this league together, and up for grabs was a prize pool of like 220,000 US dollars. And also, as part of the sort of top players, uh, if you got to the sort of top tier of your game, you would be invited to Oculus Connect 5 in California this September to compete in the finals live at the event, which is really cool, right? Really, really cool. Uh, but this week, ESL stated on their Discord that they were dropping the Unspoken from the lineup. Now, the community and the Unspoken players, you know, rightly so, were clearly upset about the backtrack. Uh, and uh, they sort of issued a lot of information about it on Twitter, on Reddit. The community was really vocal about this. And, um, and rightfully so. Since that, rightly so. Yeah, can, 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 rightly I just, so. can I just say that there is huge irony in the name of that game versus the uproar? That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Unspoken. <laughs> so uh, as a result of the backlash, though, the community's voice were heard and ESL and Oculus have returned to the original plan. And uh, in a statement from ESL, they said, uh, while the Unspoken has seen a decline in signups, we were wrong to believe this warranted a lack of interest in the grand final. We're thrilled to see the passionate community surrounding the Unspoken so eager to prove themselves in front of an audience at Oculus Connect 5. Both Oculus and ESL are happy to oblige. After discussing with Oculus, we will keep the original plan. The top four players from the Unspoken will be invited to Oculus Connect 5, provided with travel, and will compete for a share of the overall VR League prize pool. So there we have it. The uh, the, the voice was heard of the community, and they've gone back on their, their idea. So uh, really, really cool. Mm, but still, like, uh, the, 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 I think it's good that they made this comeback, but that they already, like... You made a plan to cancel this in the first yeah. place. It's just, uh, I don't even it, know. It, it's pretty shitty to do that. It's pretty shitty to do something like that, to pull the rug under the players' feet, especially like knowing how passionate competitive players get about a game. You know, like I know that the Onward teams and, you know, like the, uh, the Echo Arena teams, they spend so much time and money practicing in their, in their game. And same with the Unspoken, I would imagine, as well. So if you've invested all that time and effort to, to play true. at a competitive level and then be told, actually, what you've worked for is worthless, then I would, I would uh, imagine maybe they maybe, would maybe they thought maybe they thought they could just pull it off in the VR space because it's not that big yet and they were like oh if we cancel it we're not gonna hear that much about it because they I think they had certain expectations because they they mm. considered it in the end to cancel it so I mean mm. I hope it's not gonna is- happen with any other games because it's very disappointing for the people that work hard to like make these like things happen you know yeah. But certainly, you know, from a gamer's perspective, you know, the VR community as a whole is so passionate and dedicated for VR and the success of VR. And stuff like this really gets people like triggered, you know, and rightly so. And uh, I'm glad that as a result of the backlash, ESL have, you know, provided their decision. I'm going to take the other side of the fence on this one, because I think um, although their comms were clearly mucked up, like you don't announce it that way you don't pull people you know the, the rug out from under people and not pay them off if you've been dangling a prize over them for about a year um i think the unspoken mm-hmm. is 
you know, a very low <clears throat> interest game, actually, irrespective yeah, of the kickback and lash from the community over the bad communications of that this and the mm. treatment. I think that the unspoken doesn't deserve the same attention that many other multiplayer VR titles does. You know, so. Yeah, but the thing is, like, the problem is ESL is the one that picks this game, or 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 maybe they signed a contract with Oculus to to push the game and also do and and like a, a tournament with it. So you just need to check up front if this game has a has a longer lifespan or not. You need to be sure you wanna you wanna do it until the very last end, and don't then just don't cancel it. But I know, like, it's hard to predict if a game is good or not. But I feel like Oculus kind of wanted to push this game a little bit as well into the esports area well i I also never i also thought it was like a weird decision i always said like onward needs to be the first one because this one has a thriving community for over two years now well the unspoken had to be pushed by oculus to kind of like get Mm. popular in a way the thing that bothers me the most is you know you you like what are the players with like you know like that huge price pool people invest so much time in it and then basically what happens they just like dropped like they didn't mean anything even though they had that community i mean that community that is there now even off we even with this they still feel shot on the bank they're like oh yeah well I mean, yeah. I practiced so hard because I thought this was going to become an esports title. Uh, that's what they promised. And after this event, it's never going to happen again. Simple. Because mm-hmm. they're going to drop it after this event now. I, honestly, if I mean, it'd be interesting to hear what, what games you guys would want to see up there. But to be honest, something like Sprint Factor or a competitive Beat Saber or, you know, there, there's so many games out there yeah. that would be fucking amazing to watch live yeah. and be very entertaining. Uh-huh. Like as an entertainer, I think the entertainment quality of the unspoken is relatively low. What you're seeing on the screen, what, you know, the technical need for the players to train up. But I understand why they've cried out because it's a heavily technical, you know, spellcasty game. And, you know, if you've, as you said, Mike, if you've kind of said, oh, well, I won't go to all these events, I, I'll spend money on it, then you know, with, with no restitution, no payoff, no kind of treatment whatsoever. It feels like you're just being given the middle finger. Yeah, I think yeah, exactly. I think for VR, there are two things that need to be very important for like becoming like an esports title. First off, the game needs to be fun to watch. But I think for VR also, the person who's playing it needs to be hilarious to watch. I really mm-hmm. think so. Because if you looked at like how they did it with Onward, it was freaking amazing how they did it with that one, uh, with the uh, uh, where you had like the different people like all like stacked up, and you had that um, they were all going into prone and they were like standing up. And Sprint Factor has that as well. You know, if you see someone sprinting in their in their room like going crazy, like with their arms yeah. like running, and that that looks hilarious. And I, I think yeah. something like that makes something also yeah. more ent- entertaining to watch than just okay. the gameplay. So I think that. Indeed, if a VR sp- uh, title wants to hit that like really high esports uh, mm-hmm. kind of uh, uh, style, yeah. those two things need to be there in the first place, and then you can start considering yeah. building that community. You need to go from like like clumsy uh, to like epic and cool because if you if you do esports with VR, it can look super stupid. But if you can make it like highly spectacular like they do with games such as rocket league and Fortnite. you know um it's just so so nice to watch like like a good football match you know um so what i also think that should happen is right now esl is partnering up with oculus but in the end what we are i think uh what we are going to see is that we have different teams with different headsets they get sponsored by let's say oculus they get sponsored by pimax i don't know vibe or yeah. <laughs> oculus go versus uh, i don't know how, how, how it's gonna work but um 
that's something I would love to see where we have different headsets, we have different hardware playing like, against Kind of like each other Formula well. One, but then in VR. Exactly. 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 That's what yeah, Mike exactly. said too when I suggested yeah. this. Love the, um, yeah. love the idea. And, and then we have, let's say, people that have their own esports team where maybe uh, Servio says, like, we have our own Sprint Factor team. And then, uh, I don't know, uh, some other random company says, like, we also have one, you know, yeah. then you can really, but that's like the big esports picture, right? Like we see with, with uh, Dota 2, where Samsung has their own team and, and like big uh, people from, from Dubai that have like teams that they can just buy out of nowhere. They're doing that in football now as well. Like, like every like football oh, yeah. team has like their esports uh, person or something. Like they do it in the Belgium as well. Like, you know, you have, yeah. And they actually become a physical player. They're paid by the club. They're paid by the. Uh, uh, they they actually get a number on their on their um, shirt while they play an official player number. So it, it's it's hilarious to see these kind of things happening as well. And they just yeah. play FIFA. But I agree with Rowdy. Like the onward one was the first time where I was like, "Wow, okay, this so is well cool. Done. This is nice. We're finally getting to a point where we can say like this can become like a big esports title." And yeah. was fun to watch. So yeah, hopefully we will see more. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. So our next topic uh, today is zero caliber. So this week we had an announcement from X-Real Games that they're developing a new VR military co-op shooter. Now, X-Real previously made a game called Atex Cybernetic, so some of you will probably know that one. Uh, in my opinion, it was a fairly sort of average sci-fi shooter that had a sort of similar sort of style to Doom. Um, but this kind of looks pretty cool. Like the trailer, again, like a bit like the um, sort of Seeking Dawn trailer, it looks very nice. It's got some really cool looking mechanics in it, uh, especially with sort of weapon mechanics. Uh, but the game sort of looks like a more sort of gritty, realistic looking sort of military shooter campaign. Uh, and the idea is that you can play this single player or cooperative, cooperatively with a friend. The whole sort of uh, storyline of the game is that the world has gone to complete rats <laughs> and uh, water is really like a uh, scarce. So, so scarce, in fact, that it's become like a valuable commodity. Kind of like a Belgium today. Yeah. Wait, wait. So like Wi-Fi, you mean? Like water. Uh, oh, water. Wi-Fi. No, water. Well, we can fight over Wi-Fi. I feel like I should fight over Wi-Fi because my internet connection is so bad down here. But uh, I, I would fight for it, to be fair. I would, I would bite someone to get better Wi-Fi. Uh, but um, no, this is water, as in uh, Vasa. Uh, a bit like uh, Rowdy said, and you said last time, gave us an insight into the hosepipe ban in uh, Ireland. Um, but yeah, the, the, it's got so bad. It's like a, a hosepipe ban on crack, you know, and that, that they've got so bad that the military has had to get involved and step in. And, and you're one of those military guys fighting the good fight for the water of the, of the people. Uh, and then you basically find out that there's a, a powerful organization, like in any good sort of uh, sort of game like this, uh, that has got a key to turn around the apocalypse, and they've got the key oh. to fix it. So Facebook you have to go Facebook in. Facebook's to fix the world. You have to go in and solve it, obviously with guns, <laughs> which is the the standard way. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, it does like it, it, like I mock it, but it does look kind of cool. In no, my opinion. I, I like, think it, it sounds awesome. It sounds like yeah, a like yeah, yeah. A VR game with actual like a story driven uh, mechanic yeah. behind it. I think I yeah. I think I love it. Uh, I, yeah. I'm actually excited about it. Yeah, it's, it sounds a bit funny and like maybe a little bit cliche, but we all know that at the moment, nothing really is cliche in VR because we, we don't have any of these kind of titles. So uh, 
yeah. by all means, like bring it out as soon as possible so I can play well, it. Yeah, so, and I, it sounds like Metro actually. I was watching someone yeah. use uh, Vorpex. It was Nightfire playing uh, Vorpex, um, playing one of the Metro games. I think it was Last Light, and it really does sound like one of like a Metro title almost, right. just just from the sound of it, you know. Mm. Yeah, of course. The mechanics so, though from the trailer, like you, you're actually like piecing together attachments of a gun, mm -hmm. so you can like customize your weapon to sort of the way you want to use it, which is kind of cool. Oh, and I like the fact that it's co-op as well. Um, but this is the thing: like Xreal stated that they plan to release the game in two phases. So first, it will release in early access on the 13th of September, and that will contain the first half of the story campaign and a handful of co-op missions. How many floors? <laughs> we have no idea how many floors there will be. This is early access, after all. But uh, then, but I, I'm the like, I, sorry, sorry, Mike. But there's one thing I really need to say here. So they made a tech cybernetic. You know, that's yeah, just yeah. Game. so. If I if I just just like like remembered the game and I played it a couple of times. I actually played it last week to check out the new update. And um, it completely changed. So it. the thing, so the thing is like. Like it's a nice. That was a nice game. But what I was missing in that one was there were almost no real objectives where I had to like do puzzles and things like that. So I hope that this one is not just oh I need to shoot all the time. Oh I need ammo. I need to find more ammo. Like there there needs to be more to it. Some some balance between like waves of enemies and then also having some really good puzzles. I have never never played a VR shooter that has like some some tricky puzzles. Some really really good puzzles. So I don't know. That's what I would like to see. And in the trailer, I don't see that just yet. For me, so. that's not really a necessity. I mean, uh, if puzzles are too good, they get frustrating for me and I kind of drop out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I, I like sometimes like just the fast gameplay, uh, as long as the story is like keeping me going, then, mm -hmm. um, then I'm all for it. Like yeah. a, a good example of that, I think was Arizona Sunshine uh, was just very straightforward but i had a ton of fun playing the original uh, the original title and yeah. uh, because the story kind of drove me forward another mm -hmm. one was uh, planet of the apes which was uh, horrible to go through because it was just like it started off really well and then it like kind of like went downhill mm -hmm. as soon as the shooting started no i i agree on that but when i played atex cybernetic i thought it was quite boring because of the fact that there was almost no uh like a variety in what you had to do in that game you know it was always just shooting zombies that were behind the next door and yes the the story was fun but if if you don't feel like a certain set of satisfaction of like really fixing things let's say this is it, it looks kind of open world right is it like an open world no i don't think game? so i think it's it's scenes because oh, yeah. they show like some locomotion but it's like a very short blips of like walking to like your next point or something where the next scene starts i think it's going to be something yeah. like that I, I think the sky elements would be good here so I, nathan like what you said i yeah. i mean i'd like to see some co-op where like a two person puzzle is needed if anyone's uh, played that there's there's games where like it's like i'm a little robot and i need the big person who's playing the big robot to kind of pick me up and put me over here so i can go solve mm. a puzzle and then come back and those uh, games yeah. that's a really fun element but i haven't seen it built into kind of a no. bigger game that isn't just focused on that mechanic and no, that's exactly. nice to see like motivating yeah. you to like like uh, work together with someone yeah. that you really oh, need someone. Mandatory. Let's say yeah. like I need to like pull Mike over a wall to get him to the other side, for example, yeah. or where he needs to do a part of the puzzle and we need to time it at the right moment. No, exactly. A bit like uh, the Call of Duty game, like when one player's in the sky doing the what death from above sort of like gunner yeah, on yeah. the A130, and then like the other players on the ground. Something like that would be really cool as well. So maybe 
maybe we can get something like that. Fingers crossed. We never know. But like I said, the first wave is going to be released on the 13th of September in early access. Second phase is going to be released in early 2019 with the second part of the story and some more co-op missions and more weapons. Um, you know, like we've said, graphically it looks nice, but as we've learned from Contagion, you know, sometimes early access can be a bit hit and miss. So um, we just don't know yet, but it looks promising, put it that way. Uh, as a teaser, they'll actually be, le- be releasing a demo on the 5th of August, uh, which will be free, of course, so you can check that out on Steam uh, on the 5th of August. Mm. Nice. Great. Okay, so moving on to uh, another bit of news, which is uh, the NVIDIA NVIDIA graphics cards. So as we know, like previously, you know, graphics cards have kind of been scarce because uh, of all like crypto miners, you know, the Bitcoin boom, everyone was buying graphics cards. We couldn't buy one for love nor money. Uh, But now, thankfully, because of the Bitcoin drop, you know, uh, graphics cards, you can pick them back up again now at a reasonable price. But it looks like we've got some sort of fresh leaked information from Tom's Hardware uh, this week uh, about upcoming GTX 1180 series graphics cards from NVIDIA. Now, the interesting thing about all this news is not only the fact that it's just a new graphics card, which is going to be more powerful, obviously, but it, it may be that it's catered specifically for VR enthusiasts. Now, according to the report, the GPU will feature a new connector, which will provide much higher refresh rates over a single connection than was previously possible. So, you know, like the Rift and the Vive runs at like 90 hertz, 90 frames per second. Uh, But they're saying that this new card can push uh, headsets up to 120 uh, hertz Mm. or 144 hertz at 4K. So wow. this is going to be what really great. Connection, Mike. Do you mean like they're they're changing the interface so it's not like going to be um, you know display port HDMI? It's going to be something so, else. Exactly. So this is the thing we don't actually know yet whether it's going to be a proprietary NVIDIA connector, and then the manufacturers of the headsets will have to change, or they'll have a connector that can deliver HDMI over a quicker speed, like mm-hmm. you know HDMI 1.2 or something like that. Um, So we don't know for definite, but these are kind of the rumors right now. Apparently, we won't have to wait that long. Uh, We're going to be sort of getting information apparently by the end of this month about these new GPUs. Mm. And then they're going to be available sort of uh, by the end of the summer. So it couldn't be, it's not going to be that long, hopefully, until we find out the full specs. It's going to be a pleasure for your eyeballs. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Uh, But this is kind of interesting, especially with the Pimax releasing with these two 4K displays. And, you know, a lot of people were concerned about like the power that is going to be required to push a headset like that. So maybe this is going to drop around the right sort of time. It could coincide with the release of the Pimax. Someone that can back a Pimax can also buy like this new uh, GPU, I'm sure. It's going to be well, that's... expensive. That's 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 for sure. And then there are people are going to wait for the TI, like always. Like, ah, no, I'm not going to buy this one. I'm going to wait for the TI. I'm like, just just buy this one and then just sell it and then buy the TI for a little bit more money. And yeah. I mean, usually like trading in cards all the time is the best way, in my opinion, to go. Like you buy one, you sell it, you you spend some extra money on the next one, and then you just keep on going. Yeah. Although for me, that's not really possible because I tend to take mine apart and water cool them. Um, and oh, it's a yeah. bit of a ball ache to put them, pull oh them apart, push them back together oh, wow. again. Why? What, what, why? For those extra three frames per second? Yeah, man. <laughs> for sure. It's totally worth it. Okay. It's well. And also longevity. I mean, heat, heat damages equipment. I did do a hardware mod once to do a passive heat sink onto a card. It was like a four-hour operation. <laughs> oh, it is. It is. It was, and it, it, it's scary as well. Like, I, I literally dream sometimes of nightmares 
of like that thing leaking upstairs and just like I just wake up one morning there's a pool of blue coming through the ceiling or something like an alien has died in my attic you know Oh, I, do, I do get concerned about it, but you know it is pretty cool. So, so, so next to this this card, maybe getting announced and maybe getting getting shown off soon. You know, I think it would be super super nice if Nvidia starts to promote this again as a VR card. You know, we have yeah. seen this happening before, and it was good for VR to have that, where Nvidia said like, "Hey, we also got demos that you can now play with with new uh, with new uh, uh, physics and stuff like that." So, I really yeah. hope they are going back to um yeah mm. to that vr space yeah. again because last so got, like the last uh, generation they they weren't really doing that much with vr as far as i know and now yeah. they start to like pick it up again yeah it'll be interesting if they release like a proprietary connector and the card that i wonder if the manufacturers like oculus will pro- make a new cable to enable higher refresh rates mm. that'd be interesting like upgrading their like like current hardware, I'm not so sure if they are going to do that. Like it was already a surprise that, for example, the Vive Pro was using a Display Link. Well, right. you know, first it was a just a HDMI, so yeah, right. It keeps it it it, it like rarely changes because it's kind of like standard to use HDMI, but. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they want to like spice it up. Like it's it's kind of like Apple uh, just getting rid of their like their well, jack for uh, their phone. You know, like sometimes you just need to make a bigger step to kind of get yeah. to the next. Uh... D- don't get rowdy triggered when no, you mention I won't get rowdy triggered. Yeah. Rowdy doesn't yeah. understand. Like rowdy still doesn't know what no jack means. You know, he is always, <laughs> yeah. you know, sure. he's jacking all the time. Sure. <laughs> jacking, he's jacking all the time. <laughs> so quick quick question for those that have got like the vive pro um do you find that it it pushes your graphics card a little bit more obviously being this the slightly higher refresh rate slightly higher not refresh rate high, slightly higher resolution i mean it must i guess i mean uh, since it's a higher resolution it must push push the graphics card uh, a bit higher uh the thing is uh, like i, I run it uh, I, I do my recordings on a separate PC, so I don't tax my graphic cards for my recordings. I already, when I, if I tax my graphic cards for my recordings, I always had like a little bit of fallback already with the original Vive. Uh, so that is for me maybe a bit of a step, uh, step up since I do it on a separate now. But mm-hmm. uh, since it's higher resolution now, I'm guessing it, it's more taxing. I'm running a GTX 980 Ti and I run everything pretty much on high or maximum. Um, yeah. so I, I run it fairly smoothly. I do have async on, I do do that for most of the games that I play. Uh, cause I hate it if uh, I get like a, like a juggy, like, a, like, a, how you said it, like an experience that is like a little bit more like jerky. Yeah. yeah. I don't like that. So I have a async on like almost all the time. Yeah. You mean, Jackie? That's him. Jackie? I mean, Jackie, <laughs> rather than mean juggy? Jackie, not juggy. Cause juggy is a totally different kind of experience. Uh... No, but I like like I also uh, think the Vive Pro works fine, and I also think that if you got a good like processor in your computer, that can also help big time. So like yeah. the GPU, of course, is important, but having a nice processor is also, you know, uh, helping you out. Yeah. So the rumor mill right now is that these cards are going to be around a thousand US dollars. You know, we don't know for sure, but it's going to be expensive. That's it's going to sure. be expensive. It's going to be yeah, very expensive. And then you have like a special edition of Assassin's Creed again, that is like two thousand. And then you have another one, a special super fart. I, like I'm going to call it. There is going to be a Fortnite GPU. And it does. Uh, it does the flossing dance as you play. 
And, I don't know, and, but it's, I'm sure it's going to happen. Yeah, and if they you buy going. it, if you buy that graphics card, you get Fortnite for free. Or, <laughs> no, maybe, maybe it's not going to be Fortnite because I heard that NVIDIA is now creating their own Battle Royale game. Oh, like, oh I've seen God. something popping it's up. It's never going to stop. Like I, I did. I did see something popping up from NVIDIA because, I mean, Epic Games and NVIDIA and everyone seems to jump on the hype train. Uh, they did just yeah. come out with their foveated render tool. That that would be nice. And like, uh, mm -hmm. has anyone tried that one? The foveated rendering uh, kind of thing from NVIDIA? It's no, bloody no. amazing. Bloody amazing. No. And that's the thing. Like, when we get these, like, foveated... What is it? Foveated rendering headsets where they've got very, very focal displays and stuff like that. You're very really going to need yeah. like a, a badass graphics card to run something like that, I think. I, I do wonder when we move to very focal and all that. I mean, the kind of mechanisms that you have in the headset then, I, I can't imagine that they're going to be very shockproof. So people no. who drop their headsets are a bit heavy on their tech. I'm nervous for that transition for that reason. But are they yeah, now? Totally. Are they now? Like, if. Have you already dropped your headsets before? I've dropped my headset a couple of times, yeah. Really? No. Thankfully, it's been fine. Not I, like I, like pulled it off a desk by accident. I did that once though. The first week I got my Vive. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah. Fortunately, though, like, I never I've never caused any damage to anything. Just oh, no. well, I, I fell on a, on a soft floor, but yeah, it did. Mm. Does it really like like I'm not sure. I haven't heard that many stories of people dropping their headset that like hard. But like, let's say if I drop it on the floor from a like far distance then it will be like wrecked from maybe you should do one of those viral videos nathy where you just test it <laughs> do a drop test for us <laughs> i i did I, I mean i did drop some 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 headsets i'm sure but they they never broke on me i did throw some controllers away and they also seems to just work fine um it's yeah. just that the only thing i do want to mention about the vibe pro is that uh, as you could maybe see on my videos for a while now i'm using like a vibe another pro and the reason for that is because this this ipg adjustment gear on the side seems to get get stuck sometimes and then uh, you get that ipd message in your face all the time so if you play like uh, uh, an action-packed title and you move around a lot, then it keeps on popping up. Then people told me, like, Nathan, you just need to delete it out of Steam VR, out of the software, you know? But I was like, just give me a, a Vive Pro for this price that has not an IPD changer that keeps on getting stuck inside this headset. Yeah, you definitely um, dropped it. You no way. You definitely dropped it. No, no, no. I didn't, I didn't drop that one, but I just want to warn you that that could be an issue. And seriously, if... Like I, I got it for free, so I didn't have to I pay had that for with it. Your Let's say if I actually, I had yeah. That so if if if, if you thing. if you buy one that has that issue, just send it back and ask them for a new one because that's that's just like you're you're spending so much money on a headset. You want every everything to work. So um, yeah. I mean, but that said, right? What is the RMA turnaround time? It's something like six weeks, isn't it? I, yeah, the customer support is, uh, is like uh, that's the problem. Like once you've dropped the cash, I mean, you're almost like just gripping onto the thing, be like, you know what? I'll just no, put no, it over there. Right. But like, it's great yeah. that you mentioned the you know the delete the delete the file and you can get away with that. So that's that's yeah. But good. still, that's not like that's not solving your like, yeah. It does solve the issue, but you get my point, right? And you don't yeah. want the IPD because it actually changes too. So you slowly go from one IPD to the other. So even oh, if you right. delete, 
the 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 message you still like it goes slowly but it still goes from one place to another yeah, uh, yeah that's not ideal that's not ideal so, uh, but that's just a flaw i have and i mean rowdy for example didn't have this issue but i i didn't I notice had, it. Yeah, no, i had it i had it with my original oh, vibe but they, i i think i made it loose myself because the, the thing like itself like um if i moved a lot with my original vibe then it would start like i i don't know why that happened or like the, the little sensor in there gets like triggered but I actually tried to push that button out a little bit more and I, that actually fixed it for me. Uh, but yeah. So quickly before we wrap up the show, I just want to put it out there. So last week we mentioned that we would maybe challenge another VR podcast to a fight to the death <laughs> in a game of whatever. You know, maybe it would be Firewall on the PSVR. Maybe it will be Echo Combat. So I just want to kind of put it out there to any VR podcast that are maybe watching or listening to say, hey, we're up for this. We're up for the challenge. If you want to have a showdown, 4v4, we'll we'll choose a game 4v4 and we'll gladly fight it out and see what happens. But, so but, if but you... not in the unspoken. Yeah. Well, not in the unspoken. <laughs> we, we, we'll, but something else. Hey, guys, guys, we, we, we're just going to ask Lonely Viper to play in one of our places and we'll definitely win. Yeah, like. exactly. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, especially if it's a shooter, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, so if you if you're a friend of any of the other VR uh, podcasts, um, then you know feel free to hit them up and say, hey, the the VR Inside podcast are sort of putting it out on the line that if you want to challenge them, go ahead. So uh, yeah, we'd love on. to do that. A lot of people said uh, in the chat and uh, in my Discord that they would really enjoy something like that. So uh, maybe we could do a VR Inside special episode like, like, where we have a four v four game. Drop the controller, like. Yeah. <laughs> ruined rowdy won't be playing with his rip that's <laughs> right so just to wrap up this week's show so if you've got any questions ask away right now while i wrap this one up so just a reminder it's a weekly vr ar and mr talk show live streamed every saturday on nathie's youtube channel tune into the show at 7 p.m in europe 6 p.m in the uk 12 midday in central us if you missed the live stream catch up with a re-upload every sunday on my own channel virtual reality oasis or check out the audio only version which is available on Google Play Music, iTunes, and on SoundCloud. So uh, if you've got any questions, now is the time. Otherwise, well, we're going to wrap I got a little bit of indie news just to share something I saw on Twitter, Mike, that I thought was kind of interesting. So okay. in case you happen to have a Wii balance board, um, you can now put it to good use. So apparently, if you Bluetooth link your Wii balance board <laughs> to your PC... Um, someone has crafted a VR game that is basically a, <laughs> an ongoing downhill snowboarding game oh my. with the Wii Balance Board. Oh um, and it God. looks pretty damn good. Like you're skiing down slope, there's an avalanche chasing you, and you have to miss between different like scattered forests and stuff. It's not very far along the tracks, but it doesn't look too bad. Uh, I'm going to give it a go. I have a, a Wii Balance Board hiding somewhere in my attic, and uh, that thing could use some love. I look forward cool. to seeing that, that's for sure. That's for we sure. uh, seem so we have legit. a lot of people that are actually saying like uh, what they did with their hats. So we have Paradise Decay. You said um, uh, I dropped my Oculus once. It survived, but at first my screen went funny. Uh, I thought it was broken, and panic set in. And uh, what took? I think that's how I pronounce his name. Is uh, he punched the wall a couple of times with the touch, uh, but it took it like a champ. So uh, yeah, and yeah, those Oculus Touch controllers are pretty steady. I think that's Watto UK because he's from the UK. Oh, okay. And then uh, 
uh, turtle aiden uh, hit the computer wall dog the headset with controller it's kind of hard but it still works oh and the dog's okay too <laughs> i was gonna say the poor dog <laughs> okay yeah. okay so we'll wrap this one up i hope you guys and girls have enjoyed this episode apologies if it's a little bit different and i've had some audio cutouts uh but i just couldn't bear <laughs> to sit up in the loft uh, i would literally have melted and probably died so uh, i hope you understand uh, but we'll be back on track next week's episode so i hope you have a good week in vr enjoy the football if you're watching it and enjoy the summer and maybe go outside and smell some fresh air uh, i know i certainly won't be doing that so until <laughs> next week uh, we'll see you then hopefully we'll have the inside scoop on seeking dawn so that'll be interesting for sure but until then have a good week and bye-bye for now bye-bye